0: What I want from each of you is a performance tip that somebody can apply in their regular everyday lives to just performing that little bit better.
2: When I left the comfort world of football to be a presenter, I learned how to edit my pieces. So I would go to a football club. Uh, You can imagine these days I'd go to Bolton, who were in the Premier League. I went everywhere, Nottingham Forest when uh, Big Ron was the manager, all these clubs on a Thursday when training's important and I play five-a-side with these players. And I thought, do people really respect that I've moved into telly? So what I'm going to do is edit my pieces. Little did I know the first time I did it, a three-minute piece would take about five hours, (laughs) you know, but I stuck at it. So my advice to everyone is if you do a new career, learn everything from the bottom up.
3: Something that drives me when I'm doing live television, the thing I'm scared of is not knowing where I'm going. Mm. I'm sure that's probably quite important to sailing as well. But I... Or, particularly when you're live, and I always say to this all the time, it's Cammy all the time when we're live, because if everything goes wrong, as long as I know where we're going, I can throw to that. And I think that's something that I, as a principle that I put in a lot mm. of sort of, of my way going forward is, just understand where you're going. What is the point of what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve? And if you can see that end goal, then you can plot the route to it to make sure you get there. Because if all this starts failing or you start struggling, just remind yourself of, of where you're going. Because that's a really sort of that's a really good way of grounding you in in the reality of what you're doing to help you take those little steps
2: mm-hmm. to get
3: there
0: Long day for you today yeah. you've been working pretty hard today. You had an interview this morning, a mm-hmm. couple of podcasts this afternoon. Ben and I spoke you know prior to this podcast as to you know how you would feel at the end of a day like that i mean how are how are you feeling how are you um, feeling today okay
2: yeah it's a good speaking day, so. I'm doing okay. It's not tiredness, it's the voice, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, I can get three or four hours kip and be fine the next day, and I can get nine, ten hours kip. Sorry, I've never had nine, <laughs> ten hours kip. But I don't I can know what get, that looks like yeah, either. <laughs> a good seven hours and be awful, you know. Yeah. Can't tell, the words don't come out right. Uh, It's really slow, you know, and so it's soul-destroying, yeah. Mm.
0: So what? just to give everybody an idea as well of a sort of perspective from life before it and, I guess, life Mm. now, what would a typical day have felt like? Three or so years ago versus to now.
2: Uh, I never bothered about anything. Ben, I'll tell you, I never did any research <laughs> or anything. I would just it's go to mask. anything and then just spill everything out. I the unfortunate gift of being able to think on my feet, mm. and now that's gone. So I'm struggling, you know.
1: Did the change happen overnight, or was it a gradual Uh, thing?
2: Not really. No, it it happened just before the first lockdown. Uh, Probably three or four months before that, I sensed something wasn't quite right. Mm. And then uh, in lockdown, I, me and Ben did a a, a promo. Yeah, pilot for a quiz show. Yeah, pilot and there were certain words I couldn't say and I laughed it off knowing uh, that he would laugh as well. Mm. And Did you, you pick
0: up on that? Yeah, well, we were
3: talking about it and there was one particular word that Cammy was really struggling with so we tried to get him a few times I said, mate, have you been drinking or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then in the end we changed it and we just joked about it and I didn't think anything of it, Georgie, because it was still, you know, we're still chatting away. It's not the first time that Cammy struggled to say something when we've been working <laughs> together and it's just, it's just who he is. But you knew that it was more yeah. than just to stumble mm. over a word.
2: Yeah. yeah, I kept trying to say it mm. and knew I couldn't say it. My brain wouldn't uh, be able to, right. you know, go through it. Um, so it started from then, but I kept it to myself. And uh, I was working for Sky and Jeff was texting me saying, ''Are you okay?'' and I, ''Yeah, yeah, I'm fine.'' But no one else at the company was saying anything at all. So I was think limping from one week Mm -hmm. to the next and hoping that it's okay. My anxiety went absolutely through the roof. You know, people will say I'm a show off. I suppose I am in a way, but being put in front of a camera has never ever been a problem talking to jeff my heart was coming out of my chest it was like (gasps) jeff's coming carly's telling me 10 seconds uh, jeff's coming to you and i was thinking oh god can i put myself through this every week you know
0: so what was the moment where you thought i've got to come clean about this to Uh, everyone
2: ben uh Ben Shepherd, I'm afraid he's <laughs> responsible. Because <laughs> you will look at yourself and saying, I can't do what I used to be
3: able to do the way I want to be able to do it. What I'm saying is, even doing what you're doing now is more than enough. It's still really important and it's still something that people are drawn to and want to enjoy. The performance that you deliver now, albeit the sort of performance that you're not happy with, is delighting and surprising.
0: You've talked about this thing of sort of almost having this sort of imposter syndrome thing mm. of not feeling good enough. Where on earth does that come from? You've been on telly now for as long as I can remember. We worked together on telly, you know, a long, long, long time ago. Before
3: you were on telly, George Thompson.
0: <laughs> exactly. knew what very, the rule was. That was like 10 years ago or something like that. Mm, wasn't if only it was 10 yeah, years ago. sadly not. Um, but you know, you, you know, you've held positions in, in a live TV environment, which I think we can all say is probably yeah. the testiest of all of them yeah. for a very long time. So why on earth would you feel that you didn't belong there?
3: I think that it's the innate sense that I have to constantly want to improve, to constantly question. I never, ever want to get complacent. I feel like complacency is the death of ambition and I've always felt like I need to stay pushing myself so I'd constantly question whether what I'd done was good enough. Uh, could it have been better? Are we going down the right route? Where am I missing something? What else could I be doing? Um, and that's what drives me really. That's why I would, that's why I would question whether I'm doing the right thing. Cause I hate the idea of sort of turning up and just assuming all of this is where I should be because I feel like I, that won't bring out the best in me. And I think the, what I love doing, what I love being able to do, is bring out the best in other people. Yeah. So a friend of mine said to Annie a while ago, didn't know Annie particularly well. So what's Ben good at? For some reason, and she said he's good at three things. <clears throat> he's good at he's good at television. He's good at delegating, and he's good at putting out the bins. They, <laughs> they were the three things, but the the middle one is, I think, one of the things that I think is is really pertinent because actually. What I'm aware of is what I do well, what I can do well. And there are things that I'm really rubbish at. Mm. So I'm going to make sure that the people that do are doing those within the world I'm working are people that are going to help me do what I do better. And you'll know that, Ben, in the teams that you and the, and the and the yachts and the sailing that you've done, you want there are things that you're brilliant at, but you're not going to be as good as the person who has to do that job. So you want the best person doing that Thanks. job because they will help you do your job better. Absolutely. and I think Annie has seen me do that she'll go right we've got to do this this and this and this okay I'll do that and I'll immediately go right I'm going to get someone to do that who I know is really good at that I'll go, and she gets really nice can't you do it and I said well there's no point me doing it because I will absolutely cock it up but if I ask somebody else to do it oh
0: that's a good pass that's but if I ask
3: somebody pass. else to do it everyone's going to be happy if I mm. do it no one's going to be happy
0: right what do you think you're not good at
1: <laughs> me god too many things so, I mean, I, I mean, I. You are I, also
0: good at putting out the bins.
1: That's true. Well, yeah. well no, I'm not actually because I, for- oh, no, I forgot. to no, like, yeah, you're not. You forgot on Sunday night. Yeah. so not that good at that either. Um, but hey ho. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I think that's absolutely right. Talk, you know, Ben, you're talking about sort of feeling. Well, I think if you're if you're preparing for something, whether it's doing a show or in my a race in my world. You still need to feel those sort of butterflies a little bit, don't you? You feel a, a, a level of anxiousness that, you know, you know that you've got to really perform yeah. and try and always improve. I think the moment you think, get complacent, like you say, and you think everything's fine, that's, uh, you're probably on the backward step.
3: Hold up.